Good evening, you beautiful people of planet Earth. This is K-Rob of Beards, Brews, and Bros, and we are bringing you another exciting episode. Surely you're a little thrown off, not hearing, getting to hear my voice first, but... Uh, the man from Moss River, Mr. Jared Mossman, had a little bit of a, a little bit of an allergy attack, so he's letting me take the reins this week. And also joining us is the most handsome son of a bitch in the universe, Mr. Byron Moss. Jared, are you shocked I wasn't mean to you? <laughs> no, I'm actually not surprised. I, I'm a little bit thrown back, so I mean, the mercy is going to have to be there next week. Man, I'm going to have to return the favor. But man, I'm kind of jealous. You talked up how sexy Byron was, but damn, I'm chopped liver over here. No, he's the world's sexiest son of a bitch, but you are the quintessential stud muffin. Oh, <laughs> no, man. No, now no joke. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and we'll just leave it at that, folks. We got a very, very exciting episode this week, but we do have some. Uh, before we get into the beach, the B side of our gaming March Madness, which we're all very excited about. Uh, we do have an unfortunate passing in the music world to um, to address that I know, Jared, it means a lot to you and Byron the same way. And I'll let you guys go ahead and break bread on that first. Well, I was, I was really sad to hear the passing of Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Man was only 50 years old, very young to go. And I know that they're still investigating into, obviously, his talk screen. They've got the preliminary results out, and they've discovered that 10 different substances was in his system during the time Oof. of his death. Wow. So, you know, drugs takes another young one, but you know what? I'm going to wait until they get the full screen before anything else on that. Cause you know what? Like I said, as long as he wasn't on a bunch of opiates and painkillers and everything else, but you know what? Right now my concern is obviously for the family. He's got two young kids, you know, younger kids they are in their teens. And then of course left a wife and then, of course, you know, the band is still there, too. And tour obligations left with that. But, you know, thoughts and prayers to those, those families involved. And, you know, sad day for the music world. Yeah. Reading about reading tributes on uh, social media for uh, for Taylor, you can tell this man was universally loved by everybody that he encountered on a personal level. And his and his contributions to to the rock genre are just immeasurable. And it's it's truly sad. At fifty years old, once again, as you stated, that's just that's way too young, man. Way too young. Uh, Byron, any thoughts? I mean, the Foo Fighters as a band, there's a whole, there's a very iconic uh, in what they do, and in losing a member, it's gonna be rough on everybody. I mean, not just the fans, the band themselves. Now they've got to figure out like what they're gonna do going forward. I mean, the example of it being when uh, the Rev passed away from Avenged Sevenfold, like. The dynamic is never be the same, but I wish all the best to the family and the band and everybody involved. And hopefully we can find some solace and just like find a brighter outlook going forward. Undoubtedly, once again, our thoughts and, and prayers to Taylor Hawkins, his family, and we'll always keep him in our memories and make sure that you smile a little bit more when you listen to a Foo Fighters song. Uh, second thing to address today, and this one definitely hit home. Um, in the wrestling world, you know, recently, um, Triple H, Paul Levesque, uh, it feels weird saying his name. I could feel like I'm still breaking kayfabe by saying saying wrestlers' names, even in 2022. Uh, uh, as as some of you know, he has he had been away from television since about October with a uh, cardiac uh, episode, 
And finally, he opened up and did an interview on ESPN Friday with Stephen A. Smith, which you can find the full length on YouTube. And he and, and he officially announced that he is retired from in-ring uh, action. So once again, that is a that's a 30 year career winding down. He still is working in WWE's uh, corporate offices, of course, as a scout and uh, looking for the next breakout star. But uh, that one that one really hit hard. And, I, you know, I think down the road we can devote a little bit more time to discussing his career and memories. But you guys want to get some quick thoughts, matches, moments that really stuck out to you in his career. To be honest with you, the Chris Benoit and Shawn Michaels match for me at WrestleMania was a big one because then, of course, you had those obnoxious white boots, but... Yeah, never. He he had some he had some wonky attire choices around that time. Remember, he was wearing bicycle shorts. <laughs> oh God, yes. But you know, hella performer. You know, I'm glad you know to see him go ahead and retire. Just because man's paid his dues, it's not necessary. I mean, I would like to see him go into this class because obviously, it'd be nice to see him and Taker going together. In the yeah, he's already yeah, and and that oh that hell that end of an era hell in a cell match, man. That's that's for me. It's it's the very iconic thing for me. It's like that end of an era match was just it was well orchestrated, well done. It was beautiful, and like I said, it's definitely the, it's the changing of the guard, the, officially the changing of the guard. It, I, I remember watching that with that that mania with my mom and actually and, and tearing up. Because you can see what it meant to not just those two, but Shawn Michaels, who was the referee in that match. And, you know, that like Triple H is a guy that I could wax poetic about just being the ultimate villain during the Attitude Era and just uh, doing the most dastardly things, marrying the boss's daughter from underneath another wrestler and so on and so forth. And, you know, I, as you guys can see behind me, there's I got a couple of his figures. One, whenever DX rode the Jeep to WCW, I got that figure with the DX helmet and everything. And another one, when he returned at Madison Square Garden from blowing his quad out and got the loudest reaction that building's heard in about 30 years. Um, jean jacket and all. But, um, triple, you know, the Triple H was, was, was an all-time great, and, you know, we wish him the very best with, with health and family. Um, once again, if you want to check out that interview, it is on YouTube, on ESPN's uh, YouTube YouTube channel. All right, guys, got to get down to brass tacks, and no, we're not doing nerd news this week. Let's flip, let's flip over that cassette to the B-side for Gaming March Madness. Now, last week, we went ahead and announced uh, 32 games uh, representing our old school um, winner take all fuck fest, so we got to we 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 got to fill this thing out, man. And Jared, you and I discussed on the phone just before. I can't. There's one well, game we're going to unveil, and I cannot believe we even forgot it. And I'm we're both ashamed that we did. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But I want to know what you guys. Fire uh, trying to say something over there outside of the world, though. Let's <laughs> let him speak real quick. No, I was Go gonna ahead. say like I know we originally let so the folks know we originally did intend for it to be 32 teams, uh, 32 games, but after discussing a bit, we realized there was a lot of very iconic games and franchises we didn't get a touch on, so that's why we're doing it 64 this go round. And because it's going to be 64, we're now going to up it to, you can have two games per franchise. Very And fair. pretty much it's going to be Block A versus Block B and an all-out bash and war. Winner take all. <laughs> Because we left a lot off the table, and just we, and it's not, and it's not doing a service to certain franchises. So, dude, nope. the man that told us to go home and be a family man was judging me harshly earlier when I was on the phone with him about oh, we forgot <laughs> that game. 
Oh man, like he's like, dude, he's like, this isn't a one. He's like, you have your choice. Is it is it two or three? He's like, I need to know. And I was like, oh, I'm like, just two's the best. But we're we're gonna get into that in a minute. But yeah, I and and there's a couple other games that we left off that he was just like, man, he's just like, I thought I taught you better than that. (laughs) Were you a little Bobo Brown on on uh, according to uh, the the jeweler? Man, I, I tell you what, this time I humbly accepted the diamond cutter because I was like, man, I I, I feel like total ass. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'll take my beating this time, sir. Byron, it's a cold day in hell. Jared Mossman accepted an L. Oh, God. It's I'm the end of the world, folks. If it show's I, over, guys. Uh, it was nice knowing you all. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, like, you know, it, it's kind of hard when the man's just like, dude he's like how could you forget these five games i'm just like are you fucking kidding me i was like how the fuck did i not how did i not put those up there and Uh, well no but this this time everything's going to be fleshed out a little more and uh we'll we may potentially receive less backlash within our circle facts because i don't i don't i don't want that smoke even got a couple of people at work they're like dude you forgot what <laughs> yeah, well, no, dude, the heat's let's unreal. Let's just let's get into this. Dude. Yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, um, who, care who, if I uh, take the wheel on this one? I absolutely right. have no problem handing handing the baton to you, Mister Mossman. So, Yonda, why don't you go ahead and unveil your first selection? So, I'm gonna go in the second bracket because, like I said, I, I received some harsh words <laughs> and criticism earlier from uh, the jeweler there, and obviously a game that we didn't talk about at all: Splatterhouse, Splatterhouse Two. Has to go on that list for a second. Magnificent choice. That might have been the first real gory game that we grew that we got to see as kids. I feel like that game set the overtone for game ratings from there on out because you got to think a lot of those were NAs back in the day. You didn't really have much of a rating system on those until later on. Very true. And Sega thought they were slick and tried to create their own mature mature rating for 13 and up. And then the U.S. government said, you really think 13-year-olds are mature enough? <laughs> that was the whole thing there. They they tried to slip in a rug and be like, oh, yeah, guys, we're, we're good over here. But no, like I was saying earlier, tough choice between three and two, but two comes out better every time. I mean, I prefer my stories very linear, and that was the thing about this game. It was linear. The third game, you had to choose either between saving your wife or saving your son. You could get the perfect ending, but it was just a bitch and a half to do because it's like, man, I just want to be here and punch evil things in the face. I don't want to have to worry about saving my chick and my son. You're not trying to think too much. I'm just here to punch and beat things. So that's kind of the whole thing there with that. I love that. And two by far, like I said, yeah, two by far better. Mm-hmm. And that that is my nomination for I, the, se- know, the Sega delegation. Norman's here, and I'm going to take the rain on this next one because I was kicking myself I forgot this one. I'm going to okay. PlayStation, God of War. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know how how we got how how we got here. Like everyone needs their foot up their ass for forgetting God of War. I mean, I, I've never played. Well, I mean, I think I've we seen... were just so. Go ahead, Byron. I'll, I was, I'll, I've never. I've never. I've never played the games, but I've seen enough gameplay of them to, and I know how much they've like. Uh, they became a very big staple of the PlayStation platform, and like, just, I guess not including that one. I felt that was very blasphemous of us. So yeah. roast the hell out of well, us. Folks. I mean, I think we're jaded on the thought. I think we're jaded on the thought of what we consider a classic game. And honestly, I think out there we were both like, "Well, is God of War technically a classic game or not?" 
And I think that's where we kind of fell short on there because you look at our list, most of these titles are pretty nostalgic. That guy, you know, we still think about it because, you know, obviously modern day God of War, still seeing games produced. But if we're talking the OG God of War on PlayStation 2, it absolutely qualifies. Yep. So that's my pick. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. So my my nomination, I'm going Nintendo 64 here and a game that my mother, it will be 25 years this year that she bought this for herself for Christmas. And I got a shitty game. She didn't know it was shitty. Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. Oh, it's shitty. But my selection is Duke Nukem 64. Holy crap. Dude, how did we forget that? I have no idea. Duke Nukem 3D is iconic for PC, but getting a home version of it? Are you kidding? Sanitized or not, it's still Duke Nukem, and it's badass. Damn. You know something else, too, guys? Go ahead. So I was doing a Duke Nukem impersonation, just couldn't help it. There goes my voice. But, yeah, that's my nomination. So much fun doing the four-player multiplayer rocket launchers. Duke's Mighty Boot. You don't want that up your ass. And the guy's just the ultimate man's man. He's like if Johnny Bravo had an extra shot of testosterone. Testosterone. Preposterone. (laughs) Thanks, Power Thirst. But that is... Oh, my God. Oh, God. You remember those? (laughs) Yes, I remember that. God damn it. Juice Springsteen. We're going to have to do an episode where we talk about, like, old old YouTube. That is... That's a great idea. I I say preposterone. It's a part of my daily vocabulary. Like, no joke. All right, Duke Nickel 64 is my choice. Jared, who do you got next, bro? Man, I was kicking myself in the ass earlier on in the week whenever I did not listen because I was like, you know what? I put Kingdom Hearts 1 on the list. I didn't specify what Kingdom Hearts it was. For my delegation of Sony products, it's going to have to be Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. The best one in the franchise. Fight me. Will not. (laughs) We've learned that's an uphill battle, not worth (laughs) Uh, you know they said a girl worth fighting for in Mulan. That's a that's a fight not fighting worth fighting for with you. Uh, I will die on that hill. <laughs> you, I mean, it's it's a classic in sense of like it added so many cool new elements. I mean, you got Final Fantasy involved in it, uh, expansion on what they did in one. Like uh, Kingdom Hearts Two is arguably considered the best of that franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the combat system alone because you literally could dual wield keyblades. I mean, there was just so much with that gameplay, the reaction commands. The in-depth storytelling before it got so crazy and convoluted, you know, all the things that you wanted to have in a game for a sequel. And it also came right there at our cutoff time, which was 2005. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my pick there. And then right. this next time around, Byron, I'm actually going to jump into your wheelhouse because I actually oh. thought of an Xbox game. You're going to be surprised. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to jump over to Nintendo and a, a franchise we didn't mention at all. I'm going to say OG Donkey Kong Country. See, I first one did not. Yes. Because without the first, you would not have two, three or anything beyond. I will give you that. Absolutely. I mean, I like two a little better just because of the handling stuff, but one just has such a feel to it that is just hard to replicate. I've always preferred two because I love, I love controlling Dixie Kong, but number one, is completely iconic plus the music my god the music yes. aquatic ambiance get out of here oh dude just just the beats of just the jungle scenes like even for like monotone like back in the day 
Like you thought you were high in cotton whenever you plugged it up to a stereo television. It was so damn good. <laughs> stereo mm-hmm. TV. Uh, that's a fantastic choice. We're all in agreement here. I'm going to stick with Nintendo and and a, we're going to go one-on-one fighters. This is the this is my still to this day my favorite fighting game on the Super Nintendo. It was the ultimate paradigm shift. Combo Breaker! Killer Instinct. See, we talked a little bit about that last week, and then we had to... That was kind of the thing there. We we, we shook some of that stuff and we talked about it, but ultimately we left the choices in there because of just obviously more importance and nostalgia for us. And 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 this one, though, Killer Instinct broke the mold because it became the first combo-based fighting game, and now that's that's why every game is combo based to this day plus you buff you bought the game you got the game soundtrack with it that's so dope and once again black cartridge dude freaking killer instinct killer cuts i have that cd i have that cd like bro Same. like for real, like work out like like go to the gym and put on tj combos shit it's called yo check this out it feels like you're doing it sounds like a song for tybo to really throw it back for you but no. I'll be honest with you, freaking Orchids music always gets me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, also, imagine, like, because we never had the we never had the uh, the cabinet for that, but the ultra combo, like, the announcement, when you act. Remember the first time you did one of those? Like, I, I looked at my hands like, oh, my God. Like, what what did I just do? That's that's amazing. Dude, the reverb of ultra, ultra, ultra. But that's only that's only on the home version. But on the on the arcade cabinet, like he screams ultra combo, and I don't know how that dude didn't lose his voice. But that's my choice, and so I'm gonna add Ki to the list for his Nintendo. Good choice. Thank you, Jared. Byron, like I said, I'm gonna jump over the wheelhouse of Xbox. I know we didn't address it, but this was a fun little game when it first came out. Odd World. Okay. Oh my man, I forgot about Odd World. I played that on PlayStation. Because you had Stranger's oh, Wrath, and then I'm trying to think of the the other one off the top of my head, but the first couple of Odd Worlds that were on there were really fun. Okay. I'll, I'll accept it. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't remember it, but I'll accept it. <laughs> I'm I off the beaten path a little bit, but I remember playing Odd World Abe's Exodus on the original PlayStation, so it, go, it goes back a little further than that, but you know, we definitely got to show the OG big Xbox, the Duke, some love, and I, I like that choice. Fair enough. Byron, what do you got? I'm going to throw a very controversial one out here. You two are going to bitch and mud about this one. Okay. Lion King. Changed my fuck, mind. Fuck off. Fuck off. Now, now, question, are you putting it for Sega? Sega. Or for- I'm going to put it for okay. Sega. Okay. Uh, it, it was All a game. Right. It was a. It's an old game. It's it's iconic as hell. And it separated the men from the boys. That game gave me PTSD. Exactly. Okay. Only if, uh, uh, if you're if you're good enough to beat the game, you had bragging rights. That's why I say it deserves to be on this list. You know, shout out to uh, my first girlfriend Samantha, who always giving me shit still to this day because I can't beat the game. Still, I suck at it. I'll admit, but it's a great game. I know that much. It is. However, I, I, I've had nightmares about not being able to beat, was it the, the second level, the damn monkeys? Oh, I, I'm so sorry, dude. So you just have to figure out the right pattern on there, dude. Yeah, you just have to experience Elephant Graveyard. That is when it really got hard. The, the, the Wildebeest Stampede was a pain. Yep, yes, it was. 
Uh, I accept it because it is a very good game. However, ugh. it's hard. It's, no it's hard over here for me, folks. Damn it! I'd rather play Contra Hardcore blindfolded. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you'd have better luck at beating the game. <laughs> probably, probably. That's 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 the sad part. You're probably right. Uh, all right, Kyle, uh, your pick. All right, ne- all right. Next go round. Uh, going PlayStation here and a game that is just so it's it's has such a special place in my heart. It's tricky. It's tricky. SSX tricky. See, I thought about that too, and I didn't know if you were going to list that or not. SSX three, I feel, is a better all around game, but just for a fun, colorful experience. Plus, come on, it's run DMC. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, I agree. S- SSX Tricky for the PlayStation 2 is goaded. Well, I'm going to give some love back to the game that I had issues deciding between because obviously iconic and obviously building the groundwork. Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Nintendo. Ab- absolutely. And how, how many years? how many years have you and your sister spent playing that game together? Uh, a lot, and how long did it take me to kick your guys' asses at it? Not no time at all. <laughs> it's just I such mean, a great game. It is like it's got such much replay value. I mean, the randomizers on it, like it's it's definitely one of the most. It's up there with uh, uh, Ocarina of Time. It's up there as a very one of the iconic uh, Zelda games. See, that's where I had my struggle last time. Was did I go iconic because, you know, obviously. Ocarina of Time was the game changer for the platform of Zelda. Before then, it was just a top down and everything else. And you know, but for story for me, Link to the Past is a very big president setter because it is the continuation of the longest hero. Because you got to think that Link appeared in two consecutive games back to back and had the biggest armory of weapons and obviously the most character growth out of any of them. You know, the hero, you know. Of legend at that point couldn't even hold a candle to him you know oh yeah man yeah you really can't go wrong with link to the past at any point in life uh, that of course phenomenal choice jared great job there byron what are you feeling now uh i'm going xbox i'm gonna play a game it's a little more obscure but it is probably one of the most fun beat-em-ups i've ever played it's grabbed by the ghoulies Whoa, what a title that is. I haven't heard of that one. I've talked about it one other time on the show. Essentially, it's a you go essentially a, you and a friend walk uh are get caught in the rain, you go into a haunted house, uh your friend gets captured, you go around trying to save them. And the whole time you're beating up different monsters, there's a mummy, and like there's the most iconic thing for me. You get to freaking beat up a zombie with its own freaking arm. Okay, I am all in favor of that. And like I said, the opening uh, sequence is hilarious. It is, like I said, for me, it was really the, uh, when we first got Xbox, it was the game I wanted to get because I, I got to play it in, um, we were somewhere, we were at Toys R Us and they had a demo of it and we were playing that and oh my God, it is so much fun. See, getting to beat a zombie with his own arms sounds straight out of Dead Rising or something and I, once again, could not second this vote anymore just because of that alone. So great choice, Byron. I'm, you know what, guys? I'm going to take the chance because y'all are the, Jared, you're the Nintendo guy. I'm a Sega guy, but I feel confident in this Mario pick. Okay. All right. 
Super Mario 64. I, no arguments here. I don't know if I just want to fight you just because of just pure instinct or because I just want to be a dick. But, you know, you what? No I will fight. accept that. Yeah, your, your, your flight mode is off. You're in pure fight mode. Let me have it. Well, I was just going to say the only other one I would say is Super Mario World. Yeah, I was torn between that and Sunshine. And 64. But, dude, I was... 64, 64 was the first so it's Sunshine, though. Yeah, it's 64 is the, the, uh, the groundwork for today's our first 3D Mario game. And to this day, still has like people are still playing that damn thing. Exactly doing speed. Oh yeah, randomizing and also playing speed runs of it. So that's why I'm, you know, it's kind of I'm kind of grandfathering it in. Like you could say the same thing about about Super Mario World, but I'm just oh, oh, that's tough because once again, Mario's Mario. But uh, I, that, that's this, that's my choice. The thing about Mario is this: they literally do copy and paste, changing a few things here and there, and it's still to this day played. It's still a freaking platformer that everybody iconically plays. Correct. Dude, you could have had me at a good fight at Bubble, even if you would have been like that. Could have been like new uh, Super Mario Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, for the, uh, for, since you don't know, Bubble is the code word for the new Super Mario Brothers Wii. That's what we call it. So just <laughs> if, if you're confused, like there's no game called Bubble. Actually, I'm sure there might be, but that uh, is what that means. But you know what, Kyle? And guys, I'm actually going to stay on the Nintendo front, too, because another game that I had to choose in heavy-duty debating last time that I felt like should have been on here, Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project. Great Turtles title. That's that's a, that's a dynamite choice just in time for the uh, Kawabunga edition, right? Yeah, we still don't know when that's going to launch yet, though, but I'm, I'm itching for it. I think everybody is, honestly. It'll it's probably come summer. out late this summer. Yeah, it says summer of 2022, so, you know, the sooner the better. Uh, Manhattan Project. I had never played that until uh, until uh, going to your house, Jared, uh, your parents' house, as a matter of fact. And remember, remember staying up all night till the sun broke, uh, be- beating that game. I had a fantastic time. You know, How many I times went, we restarted that game? It was great. I went into it thinking it was going to play like the first TMNT, and I was going to be mad, but no, it played a lot like Turtles in Time. It was very refreshing. That was the predecessor to it, man. That was kind of the big thing with going into that. You know, they took good elements from the arcade game, obviously. And then they were like, you know what? We need to make this story a little bit more linear and, you know, give it a more guided feel. And I enjoyed the outcome of it. And then obviously the superpowers of the turtles, you know, Donatello's little rolling bow staff attack, you know, Leo's sword spin, things like that, you know, made the game very balanced. Yeah, in this way, nobody felt broken or underpowered. Exactly. Yeah, freaking Raphael that did like a freaking missile at you, spin mm-hmm. attack. Uh, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a, uh, an argument out of me. I love playing that game and still have it to this day. You know because of you. So Byron, what's your feeling, brother? I'm going back to my wheelhouse. We're gonna go to a Nintendo game. We're gonna go Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Granted, Pokemon guys to fill us in. So, uh, Pokemon Coliseum is the first one in this, this two-game series, and it is the predecessor. It gives a whole new way of playing Pokemon, but Gale of Darkness took everything that was the first one and improved on it. So, that's why I feel Gale of Darkness deserves to be on here over Coliseum uh, because of how much it improved over uh, Coliseum. So, again, the, the option to catch Shadow Pokemon the first introduction of Shadow Pokemon was these two games. It's, that's, a, that's a whole new thing 
where like you uh you can't catch random mons after the wild you have to catch shadow mons to get new uh pokemon so like that's for me it's like gale darkness was like uh it's just it's iconic as hell all right okay, I'll, def- I'll definitely give you that because i mean that was also the first game that you got to see like traveling between worlds kind of saying how you jumped on your scooter <laughs> yep, and traverse the lands yep uh, I, I greatly like that choice and your uh, and your description and backing of it also gets to get to vote for me. So. Dig it, brother. Uh, <laughs> it gets uh, the blessing, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, let's take it back to the Nintendo side of things. I'm naming the greatest wrestling game of of, of a retro generation, and that is WWF No Mercy. Oh. I can't argue with you on that one as much as I want to say, you know, know your rollers, shut your mouth. Uh, okay. Yeah, the... Wait, know your roll, uh, that was... Oh, yes, that's SmackDown 2. I had that game for on PlayStation. Uh, shut your mouth's good. You could have said, here comes the pain. Like, the, like Dude, any like of those. It's like a tear. It's no mercy, here comes the pain, WCW, NWO, revenge. So that's a Nintendo game? Oh, yeah, that's Nintendo N64. All right, folks. Oh, that yeah. is the, that's our last Nintendo game. So, so bring the smoke for what we forgot, and I'm already aware of some titles that we forgot already. Yep. Yeah, right. but you know what? Ultimately, guys, it would take forever and a day for it. This is we could literally do a whole. Between... I was saying, like, we could literally do a whole like bracket, like a whole tournament set up for Nintendo games alone. Yeah, actually, that's a fun idea. Like 16 NES, Super NES, GameCube, and like N64. Exactly. We'd be here all day if we had to break down, you know, several icon Absolutely. games. I know we've hung some out to dry because I can think of several off the top of my head mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously it, it just happens. You're not going to make everybody happy. It's just yeah. sorry to say that, folks. So we've, so, we've got, so we've got Nintendo filled out and let's, let's hop to it and show the rest some love. Yep. So, guys, I'm going to go actually to Sega and I can't believe we forgot this one, Kyle. It's mm-hmm. a sports game for the list, but NBA Jam. Oh, yes. damn it, damn it. The Ow. nail in the coffin. Boom uh, shakalaka, he's on fire, shattering the the backboard, able to yes. play, Burning able to the play with uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero in the game. Or he grabs the rebound. Oh, he's heating up. He's on fire, and the ball just burns the net. I never played oh. NBA Jam. I played College Jam. College Slam is the same game, and as it turns out, those players are not fictional; they're real. Yep, that is act. Those are actually a fun fact. That game is based on the 1995-96 college basketball season. Like one of the schools on there, Georgetown, has a really, really fast point guard. Come to find out, and you can also name those players. I, I don't know if you knew that, Byron. In the game, oh. you can edit the players and name them. That's Allen Iverson. Oh shit. Yeah, oh, wow. and if you play with Connecticut, they have an elite shooting guard. That's Ray Allen. Oh, God. So this is actually oh, wow. based on what most people would consider the one of the greatest dra- NBA draft classes of all time. Oh, with, yeah. Yeah, the, nine, the 96 draft. Unfortunately, Kobe's not in the game because he was in high school. But College Slam is the same game. But being a college guy, I love that game as well. But NBA Jam is flat-out iconic for people who like playing sports but don't want to think about all the rules. Yep. It is the ultimate pick-up-and-play game, plus uh, another fun fact. The arcade version of NBA Jam has Shaq. The home version does not. Interesting. Yeah, so if you play with, you, you play with the Magic, 
on the arcade version of NBA Jam, you can actually play with Shaquille O'Neal, but not on the home version. Um, huh. uh, and I'm honest to God, glad Jordan wasn't in the game because then the game would be broken. Yep, you should play the Bulls, win every time. Yeah, but yeah, you're Honestly, absolutely. We had Scotty Pippen on there though. Uh, so many, so many iconic uh, '90s NBA players, and all of the hidden characters you could unlock. So that was the cool thing, was putting in putting in the little passwords and unlocking people like the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff and Bill and Hillary Clinton. I swear to you, the best player on that game is Hillary Clinton. Not even kidding. Broken as shit. Literally found that out at a, at a Baptist student union on college campus. Damn, <laughs> what a what a great choice! Uh, what a that game, right? Yeah, and like if I'm gonna pick, and the other sports game I was gonna throw in there has the most broken and OP athlete not named Pablo Sanchez. I'll hold on that though, Byron. <laughs> I'm going. Well, to go I was Xbox. just gonna say that at that time, guys. I about to say Bill didn't know Hillary had that kind of game. That's why Monica <laughs> knew he had. <laughs> <laughs> Dale. Uh, Mr. Moss, where are we firing? I'm going Xbox, and this is definitely one that deserves to be on here. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes. The Absolutely. best Battlefront. Approval. Like, I, I, I used to play that at church all the time. Oh, me and my brothers were playing all the time. Like, I, oh my god, like, uh, the it had space battles where you could actually fly different, uh, uh different crafts, try to blow up the, uh, opposing ships. Then you had the land battles. Like, oh my god, the game was so iconic, so fluid. Plus, you got to play as different Siths, uh, different Jedi. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Best Battlefront, it's never get topped. I give you that, Byron. Yeah, love playing Kyle, that. Out. What you got, man? Church. Since you brought up one sports title, and it's amazing. Y'all are bringing those up, and I'm not being the sports guy here, but. The greatest athlete in video game history, not named Pablo Sanchez, Tech Mobile with Bo Jackson. Oh, Tech Mobile on the NES. And I uh, know. Sorry, sir. That, that game is not valid. Why? We have breached our limit of Nintendo games. Get out. Dang it. <laughs> Still, oh. I, I, boo, boo, Shut bro. down. Boo, boo, brown to that. Fine. All right. Well, I got it. Now I got another one in the can going PlayStation here. And this one is going to be a uh, this, this is going to be a PS2 title one very near and dear to my heart. But I'm going to say Max Payne. OK, I accept. I love the entire franchise. Answer. The first one, the first one set the set the trend with uh, using with film noir narration bullet time. Ugh. Uh, and and honestly, I will say this: I think that franchise is better than Grand Theft Auto from Rockstar. Okay. In terms of story. Here. You know what uh, we forgot on the Sega Genesis, Kyle? What's that? Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star is the is the essential Sega RPG. I love that choice. Byron, you gonna challenge me on that one? I am not. I have no challenge there. When it comes to Sega games, you'll find me not challenging much. Ah. Well, I oh. know you're not. No, you're not a blast processing dude. 
Also, we're going to get reamed so hard because we forgot one game for Nintendo. And? Goldeneye. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Dude, what? I, I don't even I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> Actually, we did. <laughs> okay, so we all deserve a slap. So, oh. so disclaimer, we're, we're all receiving the diamond cutter. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, we're all eating finishers tonight. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and make an, an edit to the list. We're going to pull off as much as I want to keep Gale of Darkness on here to make sure we've got a good bracket. We're putting Goldeneye on here. You have to. I, I accept that amendment. <laughs> and folks, in favor, say aye. 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 Like, folks might not like the idea of it, but it's, it's a, if we leave that out, we're going to get reamed so hard. Like, you guys will ream us because without without uh, Goldeneye, there would be no multiplayer shooters. Not at all. I just te- I just texted the jeweler that I said, dude, we forgot the Goldeneye. So I await his very disappointed dad face <laughs> through text. And he just said, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make my... All day. Yeah, I'm going to make my next pick snacks. real quick. Uh, for PlayStation, it's not the first of the of the genre, but it's probably the most iconic soundtrack. We're going Guitar Hero two. Ooh, I love Guitar Hero three, but two is dynamite. It's two is dynamite. I, I would, you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna challenge that because three had the best co op by far, but better sound catalog than two, in my opinion. And you but, still had the better licensing of guitars. Is it within our? The thing is, like, I'm not sure of when uh, three came out because I remember that was being on the Xbox 360. So well, that's why it I'm... was on. So it was on the PS2, PS3, Xbox 360. I don't know if it was on the original Xbox. It was not. Uh, of... uh, let me look real quick. We, we're gonna go the tail of the tape here, folks. If if two has to be the cutoff, it's not the best title, but if it falls within there, it did start a whole it, genre. It, it, uh, it came out in 07. Oh, no. Yeah. Did it I really? Because I remember yeah. playing on PlayStation 2. It was. But if we're cutting off at 05, you I'm sorry. They kept it alive longer on the PlayStation, Kyle. Remember? Yeah. And, ah, I can't even use Guitar Hero 2 because it came out in 06. So it had to be Guitar Hero 1. I, I'm okay so, with that. I'm okay with that choice because of, of the groundwork that game laid for for that style of game. And you know what? Honestly, I wish that it was still prevalent. Had such a blast playing Guitar Hero games, man. So so it's we're gonna go ahead and say uh we're gonna keep Guitar Hero 2. I mean we'd love to have three, but it's just like 06 pushing it. Like three, I feel like was more into the uh HD side. And two is much more still in the older style. That's why I'm staying with saying two. Like, well, and you also gotta think three. They at the time of two, they were still recording all the tracks for these games. Three, they actually got their hands on the licensed music, where they could have the original voices and everything else. Otherwise, on two, you were still getting that where they were singing and recording and trying to find the closest thing to them. And like one is good, but like two, I felt like it had much a much better track to it. Like every year, it kept getting better, better tracks. So that's why I said, with the cutoff we have, I think Guitar Hero 2 makes the cut. Three being better. Fair answer. The, fair answer to this, though. Rock Band was way better than Guitar Hero. Just saying. No. Correct. No. Dude. 
I will I will die on that hill. The music snob band. does have a point there. Guitar Hero 3 cannot hold a candle to Rock Band 2. I mean, I'm sorry, but it came to the, the, uh, the guitar play style. Uh, guitar Hero was superior to Rock Band. Now, Rock Band has a cool yeah. element to it. But I'm sorry. You I, had I, keys at two. You had freaking everything. You had the full ensemble before fucking Guitar Hero ever did. I'm sorry. And uh, you know what? The band, the, the music game that had the band him on there gets my stamp. Of course Just it saying. does. Yeah, yeah. It, that swayed me too. Yeah, I remember sorry. playing that at your house, inebriated, I'm sure. We will have and, a, we will definitely I'm have just a saying the fact that gets... you could have all these things. You had things beyond just what they had you could add more music to it you literally could have a whole catalog of bullet from a valentine i remember playing that asking alexandria on there you know yeah. final episode don't change channel you're not wrong but i'm i'm sticking to my guns on this one without guitar here you would not have rock band this is also this is also a fact you know what i need to invest in i need to get a rock band set because i am itching to play now because guitar here not guitar here but rock band 2 tour mode on that game was phenomenal you know, where are you going to have room for something like that? Living room. We'll play living room. You don't tell me how to live my fucking life. I'm going to buy what I want. <laughs> you got three kids room, and your house ain't that big. Dude. dude, the living room. The TV's big enough. I, I'll be drumming. I'll drum away. I'm telling you. there. That's the thing. The living room is big enough. And you know what? Stuff breaks down in stores, Kyle. You know all about putting little things in small places. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> You know what? Fuck you. I thought we were going to make a whole episode of that. You busted my balls, but pause on that. <laughs> I didn't even all bust right. your balls. Right, guess right, what, guys. motherfucker? It's my turn. Yes, it is. What's your pick? All guys? right. Let's no, let, no, let's fill out Let's fill out the Sega, Sega line a little bit more. Honestly, I'm going to go with a game that is, that is very, very creative, but came out very late in the Genesis life cycle, and that is Comic Zone. Being able Dude, to swing from panel to panel... And a comic book. Granted, this game is extremely difficult, but it's one of the most creative ideas or innovative ideas I've seen in any any video game for any generation. That still hasn't been done to this day. Huh. Well, that, I, I no argument there. You like, Kyle, you, just, you know something? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, he's just, just so saying. How many do we have? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You get sucked into you get sucked into your comic book, and you're swinging from panel to panel, and get text bubbles it's you know what's a one-on-one fighting game is or it's a side-scrolling uh beat-em-up it's really cool and once again i've never i haven't seen a game be emulated with that with that idea since 1996 fair enough guys how many more do we have left for sega to fill it out three you know what i'm gonna put the game on there that kyle you should feel shame for too that somebody else would be delivering some hardcore finishes to us that we forgot X-Men 2, The Clone Wars. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Once again, the jeweler would be upset. He has the, he has two copies of that. That yeah. is the most iconic X-Men title. Changed my thing. fucking mind. Actually, I would say Mutant Apocalypse for Super Nintendo. But Clone Wars is uh, dope. Dude, the fact that you don't get to choose your character in the beginning, you're just thrown into it. Yep, and it's randomized. And- it's randomized. And the fact, you know what, I always enjoyed playing a Cyclops or even, you know, Nightcrawler. Those are my two. All right. I accept. Yeah. 
Yeah, Nightcrawler is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and what a shame we just we just missed on the Nintendo one because you said X Men and I had Spider Man Maximum Carnage lined up, and then I remember, well, crap. Well, we that's what we get. You yeah, know, see, you don't throw a fit. All right, Byron, what, what do you got, man? Uh, we're going original PlayStation One. Spyro. How do okay. we forget Spyro? Dude, like, like Spyro, Jack and Daxter, all those fucking games to me just feel exactly the same. I I do, but like it was it was very iconic in what it was. It was a like one of the first games of like a very interesting like it had interesting gameplay. Like I never replayed really as much of the original stuff, but like I played uh, on the Game Boy Advance, I had a Spyro game, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like little dragon rolling around beating things up. Like, it was fun. It was a fun little game. You guys remember the Get games for that? I Get PlayStation Echo. Jeez. Yep. Yeah, I do. Whenever he had the little vest, like Austin, you remember? Yeah. Um, I thought those games were kind of lame, but like, you know what? They weren't Busby 3D. Nope. Good, gra- good gravy. All right, now. Uh, since we're gonna stick with Sega, I'm gonna go ahead and throw. I'm gonna throw in um, what I still think is the hardest shooting game ever made, and that's Contra Hardcore. Granted, it's very good. Like this game is the Lion King with guns. Yeah, that, you yeah. escalated that really quickly. But yes, if, if, if it, you know, obviously, <laughs> if lions could talk and have ammunition and firearms, yes, that would be them. Plus, the, like, um, imagine imagine you're about, I guess, I think that game came out like 93, 94. But imagine you're playing, you're getting ready to play Contra, and you're going in with the knowledge of having played the, the others in the series. And then this game is Contra with the speed of Sonic the Hedgehog and one-hit deaths. Jesus wept. Everyone died. No survivors. Infinity Gauntlet. But I just feel the pain every time I play that game. I just yeah, you do. <laughs> I remember. I remember when the when the, when our uh, beloved uh, jeweler bought the game for the first time because he's a contra mark. But me being deciding to be a jerk did not tell him how hard this game was. So I just sat back and watched him lose all his lives in 15 seconds. And he just looks around like, "What the hell just happened?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I played this, dude. I just wanted to see the world burn." He's kind of looking. He, he, he gave me I'm such a dis I'm such a disappointed friend slash father figure look. I'm like, oh don't don't do that. Uh, but oh, you know what's screwed up? The Japanese version actually gives you a health bar. Oh my god. <laughs> Torture. But Contra Hardcore is my choice as we fill out the Sega side. All right, we got one more uh, for Sega, and then we've got the Nintendo Sega games picked out. Well, you know what? Since I had to go up, you know, against iconic games last time, and I know we were going to probably catch some flack if we didn't put this on there. For Sony, Final Fantasy VII. Got to. Got to. It has to exist in the world, gentlemen. I yep. mean, I, as much as I love ten, and, you know, the fact that that changed a lot of the speed of Final Fantasy to come, you know, it's kind of hard to turn it down because you got to think how many games spawned just from that one game oh you're not wrong and it also gives you two of the most iconic final fantasy characters ever to be created you got cloud and sephiroth, sephiroth. and also uh, you cannot it's valentine's name thank you kyle i cannot believe byron what a fucking dick you left out vincent valentine i'm sorry i, I never played seven i have it on my computer I just never played it 
dude had a three barrel gun and is literally like the antichrist in their world. <laughs> oh my god. Plus, it also gave us cri uh, Crisis Core. Mm -hmm. Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, you also have Advent Children, the movie. Yeah, there are just so many things that spawn just from that one game. It, it, it's crazy to think. And then, like I said, you know, touching on Dirge of Cerberus for a minute, you got the whole backstory of Vincent Valentine. You got to see what happened, you know. The world got to be rebirthed at the end of it, you know, because, you know, Omega is here to take everyone away. And you have pretty much, you know, Chaos, which is their Antichrist or whatever in their world, comes, saves the world, stops it from being ripped apart brings life back you see trees meadows and everything and you get the closure of a good love story like honestly i think freaking between vincent and his love interest 10 times better than cloud and tifa <laughs> i'm just saying literally the gal is trapped in a crystal and you know what when he's talking to her and back and forth he's like you know what you're the reason I survived. You know, you don't get like this whole little thing of like thirsty, big boobed lady going chasing after spiky young youth. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> FF7, uh, honestly, is I would say the most important of the Final Fantasy games because of how much branched out from it. Mm -hmm. So I, I completely I completely agree with that choice. So where are we looking at? How many spots we got left, Byron? Uh, one for Sega, and we still have Five left for uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Awesome, awesome. Well, you take the lead. Take the I'm wheel, gonna fill, I'm gonna I'm gonna fill out the last PlayStation game. Oh no, no, no last one. Uh, I'm gonna go. Actually, I miscounted. Okay, uh, after my pick for PlayStation will be uh, five left uh, or six, whatever. Um, I'm going Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot for PlayStation. Oh, once again, awesome. It's it's Jerry might not might think they're all the same, but Crash was all is a whole different kind of platformer. It, <laughs> it, it it mean it was a different kind of platformer compared to what Mario was. Oh, definitely. I will give you that. I'll be honest with you, it just was not my cup of tea. I just did not get behind the Bandicoot, and I could not get into like th those games. To me, just were not what I was looking for. And if right, so. so. So that's gonna, so that's your choice on the PlayStation side. Well, yep. I'm sticking with it. And originally, uh, well, I, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let you know we are now PlayStation filled up. We're now down to this one Sega, and the rest is Xbox. One Sega, and the rest is Xbox. All right. Well, uh, well, I'll go ahead and fill out the Sega side of things. And man, this see this one originally was gonna be really tough because I'm torn on Sonic. Um, but I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go Dreamcast. To fill it out, Sonic Adventure 2. Okay. Sonic Adventure 2 is completely iconic. The music, uh, it's it's a massive upgrade from the already excellent Sonic Adventure. And really, it was the last the last big swan song for the Dreamcast before PlayStation swallowed them up with the PS2. Um, and plus, if you plus if you rerun that game on emulation today in 4K, it is one of the prettiest sights you'll ever see. Uh, Dreamcast in 4K is a, is a delight in itself, but Sonic Adventure 2, because I want, as I believe it was the last mega swan song, and also uh, honorable mention to shout out to Sonic Heroes, very underrated Sonic game, um, on um, 
on PS2, Xbox, and GameCube, but Sonic Adventure 2 is my choice to fill out Sega. All right. I, it's, it's a good call. Fair enough. So, Jerry? I, I feel like we completed more of Sega this time around. Like, I, I feel really good and confident about this list. Oh, definitely. Yep. So, Xbox, honestly, you know, a game we haven't listed that needs some justice and some light shed on it? Forza. Oh, the original Forza Motorsport. Yes. Came out in 05. It was a definitely something that, you know, it's a, we haven't had any racing games on this list. And you know what? We're, we're kind of grasping at the end of it with Xbox because it's kind of like Xbox, you know, early days, they did a lot for just having a few limited title selections. I still have two more games heavily, to throw on here. <laughs> well, I'm saying like they're more heavily reliant on third party, though. I can name third party games for them all day. Obviously, you know, like Return of yeah. the King. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, that's still, it's still an Xbox game. You can easily name that one. But you know what? I got to give the respect to Forza because they really, that was the beginning of the racing thing. Of course, obviously, Midnight Club was on there as well, too. Yeah, thank you for uh, taking um, take, taking my choice there. Uh, <laughs> so I, I will definitely take that. Byron, what do you got, buddy? Oh, me? I got a game that is very iconic. And um, if you are a fan of Aliens, you'll love it. We're going Destroy All Humans 2. Oh, those are so okay. fun. Like, you can literally have a gun to anal pro people. Oh, <laughs> those were, see, uh, I remember, you know, it's funny. I remember seeing the uh, advertisements for Destroy All Humans on like, on, like WWE pay-per-views in the mid-2000s all the time. That game was everywhere. It, it, Dude, like, that and Psychonauts, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Like, no joke. Like, Destroy All Humans was a whole different thing. It's like, huh. Never thought of this as a, a game, but it worked. Now that's a fantastic choice. See, you mentioned you mentioned ra- a racing game. Now you went to Jared, you went to the simulation route. For Xbox, I'm gonna go the arcade route, and that is Midnight Club 3 dub edition. Specifically for Xbox because of the ability to customize your game soundtrack. What year was that? That was 2005. Okay, that's fair. I was going to also say you could have had me at Need for Speed because Need for Speed Underground was on there. Two. Two. Not one, but two. Exactly. I was going to say, hold on. Hold hold the horses. Now, one's great, but two. Mm, two kiss. is a game changer. You remember Ozzy Vision on that game? I do. Oh, my God. What Folks, when what? cheat codes back in the day mattered. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What is, is, by the way, sidebar, does anybody remember any old school cheat codes from memory? No. Uh, honestly, the ones for like the Spider-Man game, and it was just because of like the name. Like <clears throat> one of the ones for like obviously the big head and big feet was big head was the password to change that. Or Spidey was the one for like infinite lives, I believe, or infinite health for that game. I remember that. And then of course, you know the Konami cheat. Everybody knows that one. Yeah. So also, you can't tell also- me. Also, the blood coach chief from Mortal Kombat on Genesis, Abacab. That, too. And then, of course, obviously, Byron, one that me and you both know, holding select at the beginning of the game to be able to customize the names on Golden Sun. Mm-hmm. So how many How many do we have left to fill out? Two. Two more. Two. All right. Boys, it's all yours. Jared? Byron, we're going to finish this strong, and this will be the, the end of our episode. So... 
Honestly, Kyle, we have uh, so many good things I would like to say, but I'm like, nope, just art. No, you know what? I, I'm going to go with something else that we kind of passed over a little bit. Byron, I know you love Elder Skull, Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Morrowind did not. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, that, that's that's a tremendous choice. Like, it, it, even to this day, it's I think it's got one of the biggest maps out there for an Elder Scrolls game. Even to this day, it's one of the biggest ones. Like it's, and I mean, it's, you don't hear much about it. Pretty much as soon as you had Elder Scrolls Oblivion, and then of course, God bless. Skyrim. I know you know Skyrim was the game changer, but. After that, there's just Morrowind was the one there that really set it up. It, it's it's one of those like it just it was like the first one for like the next gen consoles kind of thing, and uh, like uh, Oblivion changed the game in itself, and then Skyrim blew both of them out of the water. But like Morrowind is definitely a predecessor to what we get now for Elder Scrolls. Right, and, like, exactly. Uh, uh, even the Elder, Elder Scrolls Online, they went back to Morrowind. So like it's all these different. Uh, games they all tie together because they're all in the same universe. It's just you can't have them all in the same games. The game would be bigger than uh, anything out there. Like you would, you probably need ten different CDs just to play the game. Oh or, yes, or or like a, a massive hard drive. <laughs> but well, Byron, so, we so, say you finish this off. I'm gonna pick the game that is probably considered one of the best multiplayer shooters out there like this is the game you got together your friends and you shot the shit out of each other with halo 2 and the and reason that, I, that is the perfect both that is the perfect way to wrap this box and the reason i'm picking halo 2 is they literally came out with an extra like, a, like when the first like package dlcs for it like it'll have a, a halo 2 map pack so you could play multiplayer mm-hmm. like halo 2 multiplayer is some of the most iconic multiplayer out there yeah i definitely have to give that to you Guys, you know it's going to be really difficult, and everybody better get ready for this. We're going to have our first round of eliminations next week. So that's the eliminations uh, for bracket A and bracket B. Yeah, yeah. And, man, I, just looking at A bracket and this week's bracket, oh, my God. There are some of these that just make me cringe and hurt inside because oh. uh, it's so hard to pick between. It's like picking between your favorite child. And the thing is, Jared, because they all should be your favorites. <laughs> and I think, Jared, we haven't even randomized bracket B yet. That's still gotta be done. So there could be some I'm just real going... <laughs> bad ones. And you're responsible well, for randomizing. So if we get some mass some some matchups that I hate, I'm gonna kick your ass. I mean, if you've already seen bracket A, and like there's some matchups that are already you're just like, oh my god, I wanna fucking cry. Filthy man. Like you cannot no, you just cannot. <laughs> I can and I will. Like, you know, you got it like an easy one. Halo versus crazy taxi. No brainer. I'm all good with that. But then you're going to fucking play on me and have Super Castlevania versus Legendary Dragoon. What the fuck's your problem with me? I'm just here to uh, sow chaos. I mean, like, well, I probably just fucking butchered that. Because, no, Super no, actually, Castlevania faces Contra. Oh, my God. And then, of course, you got me, which it's easy when I got this one on Kyle. Kingdom Hearts versus Madden 03. Get oh, the fuck yeah. real. But Kyle... Here's your hate right here. Final Fantasy X versus fucking Metal Gear. <laughs> uh, you really just trying to make me walk off this fucking show right now. That's what you're trying to do. 
Oh, no, it gets like, better. I, I will walk off this shit and go right back to bed. No, it gets better, uh, Kyle. Uh, you're going to have uh, Power Rangers the movie versus uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time. Oh, that's not, that's not hard. Fucking one. stop. <laughs> Shut up! This is difficult. That's my that's some of my two loves there, Kyle. No, oh, maybe for you that out of here with that. I want straight. That one's pretty straightforward. Huh? Uh, it's <laughs> gonna be some great ones. You know, we're gonna have to oh do another, we're gonna have to do another one of these for like greatest like nineties like TV shows or something. Or... Oh God! This would this would well, be an. Well, we're definitely gonna have to do. And folks, like I said. Thank you for tuning in, obviously, because of all the information that we're having to deliver in these next few episodes. And obviously, we will have the results by the time of the next episode airing. We're going to discuss how the wins came about, and we'll break it all down. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know what? Just be prepared for some shaking up, and obviously, be prepared to hear us bitch and moan about it, because some of this, we're not going to be happy. I I mean, I'm already dreading the uh, bracket A playstation xbox game because i two of my picks got matched up and i gotta pick one folks if you can see my face right now i am very unimpressed with some of these matchups so yeah i'm gonna be so i'm gonna be so not amused i'm going to be very salty about some of these i mean it is dude, no in our luck we're gonna have like there, there's gonna be something happen and it's gonna put us against goldeneye or there's gonna be something to go against legends of Link of the past it's gonna break my heart my heart can only take so much gentlemen if and folks, just be prepared. We'll have this uh, the bracket up hopefully with the next day or two. That way you can see. We want your input on it. Like we want your input on these matchups. Who do you think should move on? Who shouldn't? Like, please, we want input on this. We're well, not here just to jerk off and just do whatever the fuck we want. We want to hear from the people. Exactly. And this is this is going to be everybody's bracket, not just ours. And we're gonna once once the uh, seedings get finalized, we will be posting these to all social media platforms, and we want to know what you think. As I can't wait for it. As uh, Chris Jericho's band Fozzie said, "Let the madness begin." It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it is exactly. Well, folks, no, it's been a little bit. What? Anything else, gentlemen? Who watched your tone of voice, young man? <laughs> Respect sir, you, sir, I will put you over my knee, kindly yet efficiently. Oh God! Sad part is you probably could pause. <laughs> Doesn't mean I will. You better not. <laughs> I oh, want to see this. I want to see this. <laughs> oh my God! Depending on the picks you choose, yeah, no, freaking egg, God, oh. no. Oh. Well, folks, it's been fun being here again today. And you know what? Since Kyle started the show, I'm going to let him take it out again. Because you That's know what? I, I appreciate him taking the wheel while I've been recovering from losing my voice. Well, thank you very much. Uh, once again, folks, we really appreciate you tuning in to uh, this week's episode of uh, Triple B's. We will officially be back next week, and the voting will begin. But for Jared and Byron, this is K-Rob signing off. And remember, be kind and always rewind. We'll see you next week on Beer Brews and Bros. Take care. See you, Spike folks. Care.